Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Yankees podcast for Tuesday, October 5th. It's Wild Card Day. It's here. Yankees and Red Sox playing. Okay, it's not game 163 technically. It is a wild card playoff game. Yes, it is the playoffs. It's the only game in town. You win, you keep going. You lose, you go home. It is absolutely a playoff game, whether it was wild card, one game or not. Elimination game between the Yankees and Red Sox. Yes, please. 1978, 2003, 2004. A lot of history wrapped up in this, and we've seen it go both ways because of what happened in 2004 and how the Red Sox moved on from there. Uh, it was very one-sided at one point, this rivalry, which is uh, which became quite frustrating for the Red Sox until 2004. In 1978, it was probably at its, at its zenith of that era because uh, the Red Sox were a pretty good team. They'd been building for a couple of years, went to the World Series in 75, lost a uh, uh, heartbreaking, uh, phenomenal seven-game series to the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine. Well, they're back in 78 with a huge lead in the summertime. Jim Rice is going to be the MVP, and uh, the Red Sox think they're on their way. Um, to winning their first World Series championship since 1918. Uh, Yankees caught fire, came from double digits back, 14 and a half games back in July. They raced back, and in September, they wiped out the Red Sox, the Boston Massacre. By the time they finished game 162, they were tied. 99 wins apiece, and actually the Yankees had a chance on the final day, got hammered by the Cleveland Indians. Imagine the reaction today if the Yankees had a chance with a one-game lead with one to play, the Red Sox won and the Yankees lost and forced a, a playoff game at Fenway Park. Holy cow, if WFAN existed in 1978, the conversation between that Sunday afternoon and the next day when the Yankees and Red Sox played on October 2nd, 1978, I couldn't imagine what those feelings would have been like, how you know the idea of, of throwing away 
the chance that to win that division on Sunday and having to go to Fenway to play the wild card to play the uh, the playoff game. Well, now it's just, it's strictly a wild card. They both finished tied, 92 wins instead of 99. Someone's going to get the 93, um, and we'll see who it is. But going back to 1978, we all know our history that Bucky Dent was the guy with the big three-run homer. And you know what we say here: three-run homers win ball games. Uh, that one certainly helped propel the Yankees to a victory in a, a tense and crazy game that uh, that people still talk about 43 years later. Uh, in fact, uh, Bucky Dent's phone didn't stop ringing yesterday when I reached out to him. He had already done, I don't know, a dozen or so interviews. I asked Bucky what was the one most vivid memory he had of that series, of that game rather, besides his home run. We all know that his home run was was the centerpiece and what everybody talks about and earned him a new nickname in Boston, Bucky Bleepin' Dent. Uh, but his most vivid memories besides that home run, here's what he said. Wow. I mean, it's it's not really one. It's it's a it's a it's like a reel of highlights, you know, with the play that Pinella made in right field earlier in the game when um, he knew Gidry didn't have his real good slider and he moved over and his strength gear, I mean, uh, Freddie Lynn hooked a ball in the corner and he was there uh, fighting the sun. Then in the seventh inning, you know, battling the sun again and stopping Burleson, you know, from going to third. That was another thing that you, you flash back on. And, uh, and the last one was come down to Goose and, and Yastrzemski, you know, in uh, the last out of the game. You know, I was at shortstop and, you know, I'm going, oh, my God, here we go. This is what it's all about. You know, our best against his best. And. Goose had a knack of reaching back and getting a little extra, and he reached back and that fastball jumped, and his strength, he popped it up, and when he did, it was like, oh my God, we just, we just, we just won. You know, it was all over. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was the most stressful game I've ever been in. Not as great a memory for Red Sox fans, and uh, you can understand why. But Bucky Dent was a huge part of this, uh, and has been a huge part of this because his name still rings in this rivalry. 43 years later, people still talk about it. You're going to hear my complete conversation with Bucky Dent tonight, 7 o'clock on WFAN, extended pregame coverage from Fenway Park as the Yankees and Red Sox get set to meet. Now, about this game, well, what's going to happen here? Um, Well, Garrett Cole, Nathan Avaldi, that's the matchup there. Um, And Cole is going to be interesting to see how he reacts from uh, a tough Finished to this season, didn't pitch as well. Was it because the hamstring? Was it simply because he uh, didn't locate well? Was fatigue a factor? Um, did the Blue Jays pick up on something? Or was he tipping because he didn't get a lot of swings and misses against them uh, in the outing uh, towards the end of the season? Uh, are all of those things a factor? Was the cooler night that he pitched in um, a factor? Trying to get a grip on a ball. Remember, Cole was involved in the whole sticky stuff situation. The crackdown came once the cooler weather had passed. The weather had warmed up. They started cracking down on the stuff. And now once you get to the cooler, drier weather, it's a little harder to grip a ball, right? Um, So is that a factor at all? Um, I think possibly all of the above might have been some of the reasons that Garrett Cole struggled down the stretch. And I'm I'm kind of leaning toward hamstring is the biggest one. It It's something that maybe doesn't allow him to finish completely and get that last little oomph on his fastball and get it exactly where he's looking to, to get it because location uh, wasn't the same. Uh, when he was asked to, uh, really on Monday, uh, he said, just locate pitches in big spots. 
That's all it comes down to. Execute the pitch. You know, nail the delivery and the right mindset to execute the pitch. That's the way he put it. Um, you know, and he didn't deny that sometimes there are good hitters who um, who will get good swings on a ball. And, you know, it's the old tip your cap, right? Uh, he was very Beatles-esque when he said, in the end, you can't control how good of a swing they take. You can only control how good of a pitch you make. Uh, Paul McCartney couldn't have said it any better. So we'll see if any of those factors um, work into play for Garrett Cole and how they affect him if he's able to put up a good game. Remember, Garrett Cole said pressure is a privilege when he signed with the New York Yankees. Here it is. Pressure. The wild card game at Fenway Park against the Red Sox. Can't lose it. Got to win it to move on. Pressure there for Garrett Cole. Nathan Ovaldi's a guy the Yankees hit pretty well the last time they saw him. So did they have his pitches? I don't know. Um, they've seen him a lot. That's the other thing. Cole and Ivaldi, you know, Yankees and Red Sox, they've all seen each other a lot, and there's not a lot of mystery here. So uh, we'll see where the key matchups are. Uh, for me, for Nathan Ivaldi, it's going to be Joey Gallo because, you know, the Yankees are going to have a little bit of a, you know, they have no DJ LeMayhew. Gary Sanchez will be sitting because Kyle Higashioka is, uh, is catching for Garrett Cole. The bottom half of the Yankees lineup is going to be a little bit easier to pitch to. Um, they, they've lost some of the depth of their lineup with the injuries that they've taken. So if I'm Nathan Avaldi, I have to get past Rizzo, Judge Stanton, and then Joey Gallo. And I know Gallo's hitting under 200 and all that, but, you know, he's still a guy who has almost 40 home runs. And that, you know, that's what you're scared of. You're not scared that he's going to uh, go three for four with three singles. You're scared that he's going to have one home run with Judge and Stanton on base because you were too careful and walked those guys. So um, Judge and Stanton might have to be patient. Uh, Gallo's going to have to be aggressive uh, because once you get past Gallo, I think it gets a little bit harder uh, doesn't mean that they you know, you can't find heroes down there, uh, but I just think it feel it gets a little bit harder. I think Gallo is very pivotal to the Yankees in this one. For the Red Sox, it's going to be the Cole Devers matchup. Devers has hit a couple of home runs off of Garrett Cole, um, and obviously a very dangerous hitter who's done a lot of damage to the Yankees over the last few years. That's the matchup I'm looking for. Plus, if you get to a certain point of the game, depending on how you roll out the bullpen. Is Wandy Peralta or even Nestor Cortez Jr. an option to face uh, Rafael Devers? Um, I think Peralta would be your first choice in kind of a, uh, you know, uh, maybe a two outs, uh, left on left, get out of the inning kind of thing in a lower scoring game. Um, but if you're deep into the bullpens, that's a high scoring affair and you're moving in, maybe Cortez uh, comes in to uh, go through the order once. And uh, Devers is a key part of that. We'll see. It's ideally Garrett Cole goes six, seven innings, and the Yankees, uh, you know, have a bullpen plan for that. But you know, doesn't always go to plan. And I think the Red Sox want to push Nathan Evaldi as far as they can go. And he's been, he's had times where he's been very efficient, gets a lot of swings and misses, and just blows through this Yankees lineup. We've seen it. Didn't happen last time, but we have seen it for sure. But this is the fun part, right? Remember, it is the playoffs. It counts. And if you win, you keep going. You still have a chance. The winner gets Tampa Bay. That's a kind of a bigger hill to climb, uh, a different hill to climb, uh, channeling some Howie Rose right there. But I feel like that's a story for another day. So let's enjoy Yankees Red Sox. And when we get to Wednesday, we'll figure out, okay, what are we talking about? Are we talking about offseason changes or are we talking about a five-game division series? against the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Let's enjoy this game first. It is a playoff game. It is for the chance to move on. It's going to be cool. It's going to be crisp. And it's going to feel like it should when the Yankees and Red Sox meet in October, at least at the start. Let's see if the game matches up. Hey, remember to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders, Ed Coleman's Mets Reports, my Yankees reports delivered right to you. Remember to tune in to WFAN tonight at 7 o'clock for extended pregame coverage. Yankees and Red Sox and then John Sterling and Susan Waldman bring you all the coverage live from Fenway Park. Until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.